Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League, we unlimited. Five transformed into seven, magnificent amalgamation. Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610-267-215 All around the globe in every area code Online, on air, whatever the mode Days and nights, live or recorded Listeners rewarded with the rawness Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan Jedi flips or a Spider-Man handstand Peace to every geek we stand for From Kronos to the bottom city of Candor We about to catch wreck Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go. What's going on? Am I? Can I not? Is it me? Oh, wow. Who let Eddie Murphy in here? <laughs> 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 that was straight end right there. Who, who let him in here? That's right. All right, great. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? It's your girl Kennedy coming to you live from the 215, and this is Thursday night, which means it's time for your Black Tribbles. Apparently, Len did the acting faux pas, which is something you never do and throw your scene partner under the bus by not saying nothing, but it's cool. <laughs> because I am the first lady of Triple Nation. I'm ready for anything. Once again, my name is Kennedy, also known as the Storm Triple, and I am joined uh, right above me by... Oh, hey, it's the Friday Night Delight, which you come to see every Friday night. It's Mr. Dark Joker's in. The official triple. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Look at them cheeks. Cheese. That's two glasses of ginger ale for you. And on my <laughs> left. Oh, no. Is this way? Hey, this way. This guy. Who's this guy? Bill Schmidt, our son, the voice of reason, a.k.a. the super triple, the ran of steel. Cowboy Jedi, the Mountain Comics, Coffee House, Fox Ratio in the building. What up? You gonna hit us with a quiet storm voice tonight? That's Yeah. That's how you feel? Yeah, mm. you know. And last but not least, we have, oh, oh, never mind. His mic ain't working, so it don't matter who he is. What's up, y'all? So we talked about, <laughs> oh, it's almost like I can hear something. Who is that? Who is, who is that, though? Who's that? Hi, my name is Len. I'm the Bat Tribble. How you doing, ladies and gentlemen? Hi, everybody out there. Hi. Hi. What is he doing? Glenn got a concussion. <laughs> Day 394 of quarantine. This is what happens to a bat when you don't let him outside. <laughs> but it's all cool. We've got a great show in store for you all tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Um, as always, thank you for joining us on YouTube during the Rona times. Uh, shout out to those watching on Facebook Live. Shout out to those uh, who contributed to our, our, our lovely panel tonight by uh, suggestions and YouTubes and Instagrams and Facebook messages and, and all the things I missed. And uh, we just really appreciate the fact that y'all tuned in because tonight we, us, there's a story of a triple lady um, who is going to go over the cinematic <laughs> contributions, the achievements of one DC animated universe. 
That's right, I said animated universe. So for all of you folks out there that just got your Iron Man panties in a wad, relax, okay? We're not talking about the cinematic universe. We're talking about the animated universe. So sit down, relax, and maybe learn some things because DC, once again, has knocked it out of the park. Gentlemen, am I right? Bruh, that dark side or apocalypse war. I mean, uh, (laughs) all right. So, before we get into the specifics of the most traumatizing thing I've seen on television in a really long time, (laughs) um, let's let's review, right? Now, now let's say first, um, that the the awards that we're going to be doing are just for the stuff from Flashpoint until the most recent uh the end of that animated universe right what i was going to say a lot of people because people when they were voting online and stuff were like what about this one about that we're just doing the the essentially the new 52 versions of the dc universe in uh in its animated form right so starting with flashpoint there's been a buttload of films. Like, like 14, fourteen or fifteen of them. I, I've seen most of them. Yeah, I think <laughs> lost track of a couple because they just get through the cracks. Sometimes I was going for so many years without DC content that I got out of the habit of checking for it. But there's been some gems. We mentioned Flashpoint Paradox. We mentioned uh, there's a bunch of Teen Titans films. There's uh, Son of Batman. There's Bad Blood. There's all types of really great stories exploring different elements of the DC universe. And again, within the confines of that quote unquote new 52 realm, Um, which is great, you know, because it gives us a little bit of continuity because DC's overall cinematic universe is kind of, so we don't talk about it. Right. Cause instead we got this great stuff to focus on. But we do have to talk about at least one thing about the DC cinematic universe before we get into the awards. Otherwise Randy and Dante won't be able to sit still. And, and that's because it has been announced that the, the by now infamous, but long uh, sought and long awaited Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League movie has been announced that it will be hitting HBO Max in 2021 as part of their kickoff to try and get people to subscribe to HBO Max, which is set to launch on May 27th. They have announced that the Zack Snyder cut will uh, hit there in 2021. Zack Snyder is putting back together his team and actually taking his story, his vision for the Justice League movie and getting it to as much of a completed state as possible so that it can be released on HBO Max. It's still undetermined whether or not it'll be released as a feature film or maybe edited down into uh, several episodes, but it looks like the Zack Snyder cut is coming. I have to be honest, I never thought this would happen, Um, but as you can see, the Super Triple is, is extremely happy. Uh, so, Randy, tell people exactly what you're feeling right now. So, for the longest time, you know, having read the, the whole idea of what uh, Zack Snyder's full plan was for, for his five films, uh, you, I was like, 
all right, cool. All right, let's go. This sounds fabulous. Um, and the fact that Warner Brothers as an entity made a lot of changes and stuff and a lot of a lot of edits and so on and so forth, it felt like they were trying to get trying to be getting uh, MCU money real quick. And if you go back and look at the first five or so MCU movies, none of they didn't make the same amount of money that the later ones had. You know what I'm saying? And so for them to to want that immediately just didn't make any sense, right? So everything just kind of got convoluted and they just just kind of just pooped on the whole thing. And so to finally see um, you know what Zach had planned and, and worked out for the Justice League movie for me, um, it, it just means a lot. It's just because you knew this guy had you know, was trying to say something with his films. Um, and regardless of what uh, my pal Jimmy Olsen and uh, the the Thwip Kid have to say, um, they, there really is, for me, something to this, uh, to this universe. And just the idea of seeing how the whole thing is going to be put together completely, like his full vision, that means a lot to me. I'm excited. I'm Dan- Dante, I know you're very excited about this news as well. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, I've been wanting to really see like how his vision is going to be put together. Uh, I know with uh, Josh Wheaton, it's kind of seemed like a lot of blame was put on him for Avengers Age of Ultron. And then you kind of look at now like the 80 pages that he had rewritten for Justice League. You kind of like say, hmm. Maybe it wasn't all Marvel. Maybe kind of might have been Josh you know, kind of skating by. I mean, yeah, there's a reason why he didn't get to do the Wonder Woman film. Right. And now we see why. It's like coming together because a lot and a lot at that time was uh, people weren't blaming Josh. They were kind of blaming Marvel a little bit as well. But now you kind of see like now we get to have that feature of like what Zack Snyder wanted, how it was going to be presented and everything that he was building up to. So I'm definitely excited, especially to see Dark Side. Can't wait. Well, yeah, because that's I, I want to see how all this is going to play out. One of the big news is news that you know is that his story was pretty much changed wholesale from the Justice League that was released. Actually, Stephen Wolf was plucked out of another movie that he I think he was supposed to be the villain in and put into this movie. Um, in in place of Darkseid, who was supposed to be the big bad of Justice League, as planned by Zack Snyder. Um, and apparently his original cut of the film came in like just short of four four hours long. Um, D- DC said, like, you need to cut this down. And it was at that time that Zack Snyder and his family suffered a great tragedy with the, um, with the uh, loss of his daughter who had committed suicide. So he you know, stepped, stepped off of the, the film and Josh Wheaton, who, despite what you're saying about, uh, Joss, Joss, Joss Wheaton, um, despite what you're saying about him on age of Ultron was a success with, uh, the original Avengers movie. So it's not like he didn't, he hasn't had success in his belt. Well, yeah, the first one was great. I I give him that first one was great because it's the first time we've seen the Avengers on screen. It was just like the story kind of went sideways a little bit in the original Justice League. You could tell it was it was kind of like a mishmash of stories, even like when they show like some of the scenes that were originally filmed 
and then same and then they went back and redid them and like how just even lighting was a little bit different some of the speech was different uh from the script from what was originally written yeah so so a lot of people are, are excited for the Zack Snyder cut. Corey Floyd of Amera May Media uh, is definitely looking forward to the Snyder cut. Uh, shout out to each and every one of you that is following us on Facebook in our Triple Nation Facebook group as well as on YouTube. So a lot of people are looking forward to it. Um, there's more news is going to be coming out more and more about the story that you know is is on its way. You know how these things go; they can't help but release you know different pictures and everything like that uh, ad nauseum so more news will be coming down the way it's, it's still over it's still you know uh coming out next year so you still got a long way and it's probably not going to come out till like maybe like closer to the summer so it's probably over a year of building up the machine and building up the uh the promotion for this so it's it's really cool i mean like i said i didn't think it was going to happen i don't know if i 100 percent, you know I'll watch it. I'm excited to see it only because I didn't think it was happen was going to happen, but I'm not holding, you know, I'm not holding my breath on, on what is going, what the story is going to be and how it's going to be done. But, um, I'm glad for everybody that's been championing for it, that they'll finally get their wish to check this out. So. I'm going to maintain a little year long spiritual direction until it comes out. So I'm right with you, sir. Oh, oh. Well, then I will remain dry as hell for the next year because I don't <laughs> care, okay? I don't need any type of live action validation for my favorite characters to bring me joy when I consume their media because I have the DC animated universe bringing that shit right back around because, okay? All right, um, thank you for these, uh, uh, for keeping this FCC friendly, Kennedy, as we... Do this show for WPPM, Philly Cam, People Power Media here in the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. Just real quick, this is right off of what Kenny was saying. It's it's weird how DC and Marvel have flip flop. Marvel has like the great like cinematic like cinematic uh, universe with the live action, and DC has the great animated movies. But Marvel has the worst animated movies. But everybody keeps saying like DC has like the bad like live action movies. I do find that fascinating. But you have to take into consideration the timeline of it, right? Like, we forget, and all the Marvel heads like to forget, that Marvel was bankrupt or damn near close for a long time. So they weren't cranking out the kind of content that Bruce Dimm and Paul Dini and that whole crew were putting out, right? They didn't have syndicated television shows in the late 90s into the 2000s to build up the rapport and the fandom that Justice League was able to establish through that animated medium. Now, when you translate into a feature length, people already know what to expect in terms of storytelling, in terms of world building, in terms of character portrayals. Now, granted, there's been a lot of shifting in terms of who's portraying these characters. We've had a lot of shifts um, in terms of of voice acting and some folks like them to the better, sometimes not so much. Um, But that's to be expected when you're when you're shifting uh, the platform there. Um, But all the while that Marvel wasn't really doing anything. Right, because we forget that, like early two thousands, they were just about bankrupt. You couldn't even; they didn't have anything new. The best thing that happened to Marvel during the time that DC was thriving in its animated universe was Blade, and they had the opportunity with Blade to take it, run with it, make all the money, and 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 reboot their own product in house. And they just kind of let it slide. 
probably because we're black, but you know, that's a speculation. Um, whereas DC never overextended itself, right? They had already kind of broken barriers by being the first major comic book movies with your Superman, with your Batman, with, you know, uh, Superman really, and the, the multiple Batman series as well. So they already showed that comic book films could be made into live action films, but the market wasn't as open and susceptible to making a risk on those types of large budget films. So really Marvel is able to run at the pace that it is because DC crawled. Okay. So we really need to take that into consideration when you're trying to compare those apples and oranges. Like, yeah, they're both fruit, but those are two different things. Now, what? Tell them something. Tell them something. Oh, (laughs) what'd you say? (laughs) But but even with that, even with saying that too, the early Marvel anime movies were pretty good. You had the Ultimates, the Ultimates 2. You had the Iron Man, you had Iron Man, Doctor Strange. They weren't bad movies until they started get like dipping into that like anime kind of like animation, which was weird. It was like kind of like a weird like American animation, computer animation, anime at the same time. You listed five cartoons in a span of almost twenty years that DC has been cranking out animated goodness. Right. Well, I'm not saying right. that. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that they were all bad. What I'm saying is like Marvel doesn't is not there yet. Right. DC's cultivated this this treasure trove of goodness in their animated films uh, because they've stayed in their lanes and they haven't really bent too much outside of it until the new 52, which brings us back to the universe itself. When you have something like the comics that have been rebooted and now they're translating directly into these animated films, it generates a new interest for for fans who are of a younger generation. Right. Kids who had never read. Uh, any type of old Superman or Batman or any kind of Justice League are now picking up the one, the new 52, the Wonder Woman's, the this, the that, and they're like, oh, this is great, and I can watch it at the same time. I think that's part of the reason as well why they were able to gain such momentum and stay that way. 14 films is a lot, you know what I mean? That's that's yeah. You're pulling from almost 14 different arcs and then masterfully weaving them into themselves towards the end of this. So I, I want to stay on track and, and really go through chromatically, or chromatically? That's colors. That's colors. Chronologically. <laughs> what was first? And, and starting off with Paradox, just real fast, like, holy cats, the Flash went through a lot in that episode, in that movie. I feel like we all did. Randy, run them down real fast. All right, um, so Flash went Paradox. Now, Flash. hold on now, hold on, Randy. Hold the door, because I know how you get. 30-second elevator pitch. <laughs> go. Um, Flash decides he wants to go back and save his mother from dying. And in doing that changes the entire universe. <sighs> womp, womp. And, like, uh, the Atlanteans are fighting the Amazons. And um, the the two, probably the two biggest changes, um, instead of Bruce dying, uh, instead of Bruce's parents dying, Bruce dies. Right, and, and Thomas is Batman. And Thomas becomes Batman. The other really mean, big change... A mean old drunk with too many guns. Terrible. Oh God, they're like the worst dude ever. The other really terrible thing that happens is that um, Superman is never introduced to the world. He gets captured, and they he's like just left in this tube for years. To atrophy into a husk yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. And the whole world's a mess. Right. So basically, Barry, basically Barry figures out, okay, I can't have my mom. I got to go back and fix things. Which yes. I thought, until Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, that was it. 
<laughs> but apparently, a triple was wrong. So after Flashpoint Paradox, we have Justice League War, which is almost frame by frame the new 52 first arc of Justice League. They did something really cool with that, though. Um, and that they, so they introduced Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Flash, Cyborg, and Shazam to the world. Mm -hmm. um, which was different than the book. Um, which is different than the book. Right. Um, and they were eight, and the, the reason why they did that because not the next one, but the movie after that was Throne of Atlantis, mm -hmm. where they introduced Aquaman and Mira with uh, with uh, Ocean Master trying invading the surface world. Right. So it, it, it was actually pretty dope the way they did that um, to, to add Shazam. And then later on, add Aquaman into the team where it wasn't a, you know, him having to go against the team and Atlantis in this war. It was him getting introduced to the team, trying to stop the war. Uh, and it worked out pretty well. Yeah. Uh, there was one between them. The other thing that, that that movie did was in the Superman that it introduces, that Superman uh, is newer to being a superhero as well. Um, and there's a bit of a mystery be because he's not the beloved Superman that we all knew, uh, grew up in love. He, he's younger um, and he develops an attraction for Wonder Woman, who, Wonder Woman. who too is also Ooh. new onto the scene. And um, and actually, to to me, the one fail of well, the, I, I, that movie Justice League War is not a bad movie, um, but I do think that the 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 character decision that they make with Wonder Woman by making her so new to man's world or whatever that she doesn't even recognize like ice cream and everything like that. And, and I think they do a, a bit of a course correction on her character as the, that universe goes on. I think I, I don't feel that they got her quite right there. No, she, they, they she definitely really did right to like the death of Superman. She wasn't, so, like, I, I mean, everything about the new Fifty Two Wonder Woman in this in this iteration in the animated universe makes my skin crawl. Um, the the most redeeming thing about it is that Rosario Dawson does her voice, um, but she didn't even start off doing her voice initially. It was Michelle Monaghan, and I was like, oh, I, just, I hate her. <laughs> um, so my other issue with with Justice League War in particular is that yeah, it's cool that. They chose Co Corey Floyd seems to have liked Wonder Woman. He says, hey, you see her with that lasso and think maybe I want to be tied up. All right, Corey, that's enough of you. Calm down. Yeah, brother. gosh. <laughs> Easy there. Um, you just you just think about it. It, it harks back to what Len was saying when this when the Green Lantern film came out. Right. Like a whole generation of people know of the Justice League to be these seven characters. Right. So if you know these are the characters that you can expect for why switch it up? all of a sudden when these kids are now old enough to buy their own stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just never understood the point of that. So I could do without Hal Jordan. I could particularly do without Nathan Fillion as Hal Jordan, but I digress. Um, instead of adding uh, Aquaman or, or Shazam, why couldn't we put in 
hot girl or maybe black canary or literally any other woman character so that it's not just a sausage fest oh yeah and wonder woman um there were there were marks that were that were missed with that i feel like all the way around but that being said it was frame by frame from the just from the comic book so if you read it you knew what you was looking for the next thing on that list was throne of atlantis was son of batman oh that's right that's right son, son of, of batman. batman comes out first right let me tell you how much I love Damian Wayne. <laughs> well, the story of Son of Batman, ladies and gentlemen, for those who are just ca- catching up, we're keeping you going chronologically through this united DC animated universe. The Son of Batman tells the story of Batman um, discovering that he has a biological son, uh, Damian. Discovering that, discovering that he was raped. Right. Essentially. Uh, by Talia Shire, the um, the uh, that's not Talia right. Ghul. Talia Ghul. What Talia? Talia Shire was was Rocky's wife. I know. Where am I at, man? <laughs> Where am I at? See, see. Talia Shire was Adrian. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Batman. Batman has a. a, a a son, Damian Wayne, from Talia Al Ghul, who has always had a thing for for Batman and and uh, slipped Batman a thing, uh, a Mickey thing, and had her way with him. And lo and behold, had a son who she raised up into um, a certain point, and now it was time for him. She felt to be introduced to to her father, and that. The Son of Batman movie tells the story of how that comes to be and how Damien comes to be uh, under Bruce uh, Wayne's wing growing up as the next Robin. Oh my God, he was terrible. He was awesome. He was awesome. (laughs) When you first meet him, you're like, why? No, 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 sir. Damien is awesome because he never, like, even from there to when you first meet him to like when you don't see him again, he doesn't. He his attitude never deviates, and he's like he has respect. Where like I forget, I think it was Son of Batman when like he finally got to meet his like Bruce and everything. He was like oh, and they finally kind of got close. He was like, and he keeps calling him father. He never calls him dad. He's just like father. Why are we doing this? Why you got these little guys with you? Like who's these dudes? Speaking, speaking awesome. of all his other sidekicks, right? Right. Damien just never deviates from his attitude. I love it. Damien is everything that. So I'm I'm of I'm, I love Damien, right? But I'm also conflicted about it because he was a product of non consensual sex, right? Like. Let's be blank. Like Bruce Wayne was a victim of perhaps not sexual assault, but he definitely was not giving his genetic material consensually. So there is a violation there. And Damien is a product of that. And when you think about how much trauma Bruce has incurred and now come to find out he's got this child that he didn't ask for thrust upon him suddenly is like, dag, Bruce, like, I didn't feel bad for you before because you could afford to be, you know, depressed. But now, like, you all right, homie? You need a hug? Like, Alfred took the night off, but I can get you a sandwich or something. You, you good? <laughs> like, I feel like you, you 
Do you need to bring but, in it? You could, oh, okay, cool. So all that being said, yes, Damien is incredibly dynamic. He's, he's boisterous. He's keeping everybody on their toes. Everybody thinks he's a pain in the neck, except Nightwing at first, who's like, eh, I like him. Look at this. <laughs> look at this. Look at this. Hey, 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 bro, hey, boss. Look at this guy. Check out this guy over here. Huh? Look at him. He's kind of like you, right? He's totally, this is your son. Bruce is like, I'm not trying to kill your stuff right now, dick. Um, that's his name. Relax. And then we find out that he is the combination, the culmination of these two personality types, right? The, the sociopathicness of an Al Ghul and the upper, like, aristocracy, 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 whatever. He uppity, right? In terms of everything that he feels is entitled to him. And then there's Bruce, who was also born in that, but learned to be able to perceive things outside of that little bubble. And how do you impress upon this dude that you never really asked for all these morals and things that you're still trying to wrestle with yourself? So really brought Bruce a level of humanity that I feel like a lot of times we can forget he has as a Batman fan, right? We're used to him pulling gadgets and gizmos to plenty out of his pocket and not stopping to think that like, yo, he's got to get out of the way in these fights. And oh my God, now he's got a son. Now he's got somebody to live for. And I think that changed how he moved forward ever since. Because Damien then shows up in the Young Justice, or not in the Young Justice, in the um, Teen Titans films Teen later Titans. on as well. So it's you know, Damien nice... wasn't, supposed... wasn't supposed to last past four issues. Damien wasn't he what? Was... He wasn't supposed to last past the first four-issue run that he was in. Oh, yeah? He was supposed to show up and die. Oh, well. And, like, Grant Morrison did such a good job with his character, but like by, like, two issues in, People were like, oh, God, this guy's amazing. Mm-hmm. And so he, like, rewrote the story to keep Damien around. He, yeah, he wasn't supposed to last past that arc. He was supposed to be like, hey, you've got a kid. More, and he more, did die. Right. He did die. But real quick, so I think Bruce is already ready because he's been raising orphans since, like, first, like, Dick Grayson. Nah, but that's different because in those but Jason Thomas kind of had the attitude too. Remember, right, Jason Todd was like a street kid and he had that little anger issue as well. But that's different because those aren't his children. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. those other kids were like, at first he's like, nah, kid, you need to go somewhere. I'm not okay. Oh, snap, you can do flips like that. All right, well, maybe let me see if I can get you a suit. Maybe you can work for me kind of deal. I don't really need to be personally invested with you because you're part of my of my brand here. Obviously that changed over time. He got accustomed to them and, and, you know, developed affinations for them and all that stuff. But Damien is his son, which means he now has the opportunity to be a father when he never had a chance to have a father experience, you know? So it's, it's, he might've had comparable experiences with the other Robins, but those aren't his, that's not his child. You know what I mean? That's not his DNA out here in these streets. I see what you're saying, Dante. I right. see what you're saying. They they might have prepped him for that, but that's right. that's kind of the same as like you have fostering children and fostering a whole different, you know, array of different types of personalities amongst these kids, and then having your own child. Right? You might have been experienced with child rearing, but your perception on that can change once it's your biological child. That's all. So, son of Batman, I'm here for it. My favorite scene was when Nightwing and Damian knuckled and, <laughs> and Nightwing realized, oh, I see. I got to tie your little behind up. That's okay, because we can't just fight because you out here yeah, trying to no, touch no, somebody. No. Oh, no, mm-hmm. I'm going to tie your little self up. We're going to see 
uh, what we can do from there. So that's Son of Batman. Then we've got Throne of Atlantis. Yeah. Which... Uh, that, yeah, I just watched that again today because there was there were parts of it I didn't remember. I just watched that again today. Um, and I do, I do think it was pretty cool that they introduced Mira in that as well. Um, because Mira was handling. She was yeah. handling fools in that. Um, you don't find her kind of Mary Sue-ish? Mira? No. Yeah, because of- yo, she can manipulate water. And there's water everywhere. So, it, you know, yeah, okay. There's She can do a lot. Well, she can do a lot. Mm. All right. I ain't a problem with that. All right. How do you feel about it, Dante? I, I thought she was fine. Like I liked the character. I meant I meant the film overall, not just. Oh, film! I, I enjoyed it because it made Aquaman. I, I can't say the word, yeah. but it, I loved him. It made him cool. Like like the comics, like they did when they first introduced him in New Fifty Two. It made Aquaman cool again. And yeah. as everybody was saying, like, "Yo, Aquaman whoa, was like, whoa, the whoa, 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 time out. I'll pause you there. Aquaman became cool again." When Dwayne McDuffie wrote him into Justice League Unlimited and chopped his arm off, and he had a hook and that beard and them log behind. I'm not saying, don't say. Well, he already he had already lost the hand. He had lost the hand before that. That was Peter David. Yeah, Peter David did that. In animation. No, I mean in the in the the comics, he brought that. Yeah, no, I'm talking about in animation because before we had Uh, seen him with his hand cut off in in that rendition, it was like Super Friends Aquaman. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, um, there's that. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I mean I understand what you're saying with that. Yes, but I mean more like relegated to the comics like version of not like the cartoon version because most people, even like I don't know if you ever seen Robot Chicken, everybody always made fun of Aquaman. Yeah. No matter what, who who he was, they're like you. Just only talk to fish. What you? What good are you? You can't fly. You don't have no powers. But then they were like, you see him on screen, like yo. Um, yeah, people forget how hard it is to move underwater. Right. What would you think of uh, Lost Throne of Atlantis? I thought Throne, Throne of Atlantis wasn't bad. Um, the thing about that for me, and I'm, I guess maybe it didn't hit home with Son of Batman. Um, and, or even so much as Justice League War, because Justice League War, as much as it, as they were developing their house style for what they wanted the, these characters to look like, there were still parts of, of Justice League War that I thought tried to, um, at least to my eye anyway, tried to mimic uh, Jim Lee's art from that from the comic book pages, and. I didn't feel that so much with Throne of Atlantis. Um, th- that being said, I, you know, some of that art style is, I don't know, looks a little samey samey around the faces to me. So it takes me. Oh, everybody looks t- the same. Yeah, they do. So it, it, everybody looks the same. It takes me some getting used to, but it's not a bad movie. It's d- definitely action packed. Um, I, I too, like Randy, watched it again a couple of days ago. And uh, there is one scene, there's one scene, there, there's a fight scene that is really, really boss in, the, in that movie. Um, that's one thing I will say of all of these movies for the most part, most, uh, most of them, the fight choreography that they, yeah. these animators do oh, from these films mm-hmm. is really, really top notch. And they ratchet it up and level up almost with each succeeding film. Um, yeah. in that 
people more and more, I don't think so much in the beginning, but more and more people start having, you can see like almost having like a distinctive fight style between the characters as opposed to everybody like kind of like doing the same type of moves. Um, but Thor of well, Atlantis... Well, they had to do that because everybody looked the same. You had to be able to tell. Yeah, you had to have people. something, yeah. Because you know I mean? otherwise, it's just a bunch of same behind-looking people fighting each other. Right. The Throne of Atlantis, it wasn't bad. It, it, you know, Aquaman looked cool. Mira w- was cool. Um, it, it did continue what stayed a... Uh, a, a running theme in these films. There's a there's a lot of killing in these DC animated universe oh movies. They don't care. They do not. They care. do not care, they man. They're they, like, oh y'all like gore. That's what y'all like. Yep. And they don't. And they don't care. They don't care if it's a man. They don't care if it's a woman. Everybody yeah, getting leaked in this everybody. genre for real. Everybody. Yo, yo, yo. When Ocean Master killed his mom, no. Yeah. Shrinker. I was like, <laughs> that's your mom's. Um, what? what? My only beef with Throne of Atlantis, aside from the fact that uh, the art style is not my favorite, despite how well animated the fight choreography is, I just, there's just no love for the Manta. Nowhere. Nowhere. No love for the Manta. I'm I'm getting a little sick of it. I'm starting to notice a trend about how all the black characters in this DC universe actually die. All right, because everybody. <laughs> Here we go. But everybody. <laughs> Here we go. Like the black people in this. Here we I go. Just, Here I just we want go. Y'all to be aware of the fact that I have noticed the discrepancy. But couldn't it be said that everybody dies similarly, but they, but but the black people, they give them a special Die death. For- they die disproportionately than everybody else. They don't die disproportionately, but they die differently. Hmm. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna put a pin in that. We're gonna come back to it. All right, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. In apocalypse war. We're gonna we're gonna button it at the end here. I lost my train of thought. Getting uh, my, that's, that's, I was upset because what happened to the manta. Okay, so after we got a war should have made it to apocalypse war because he got eaten by a shark in this one. Again. Unnecessary. Everybody else getting fought, but my boy got to get eaten. Oh, okay. It was All a right. special was death. No, like the shark, gigantic shark. We either we either die. Nah, I'm not trying to hear it. We either die first or worse. And this mm. next, we got Batman versus Robin. I don't remember this one. I didn't see it. I know Randy did. <laughs> That's, you know what this this one uh this one kind of made me laugh uh because Damien just keeps over and over again he just keeps swearing that he is that dude and he's like look I understand I'm ten but I've been doing this since I was three months old and I'm Damien so of course I can beat you father no you can't um it was cool though they took a little bit of the court of the owl stuff which was some of the best Batman stuff I ever read man Scott Snyder just just kill that and um, and sort of looped it all together. Although, in, interestingly enough, the the Court of the Owls, their their focus was eventually more on Dick Grayson in the books. So for them to to go to Damien, they're like, yeah, that you should be a part of this too, sort of thing. Um, again, they were they're able to in this universe take a lot of that stuff and mess with it, but do a really good job of doing it. Um, and you know, he just swore he was like, you know, the whole 
you know, had this issue with Batman's no killing rule and all this kind of stuff. He's like, well, if they're dead, we don't have to deal with them anymore. And, you know, I, I think this is the one. I don't know if it was in Son of Batman or this one, um, but it comes back uh, around again where, where uh, he says to Damien, you know, vengeance is not justice. Oh, yeah, he uh, comes back and, and I, says it again. There's a throwback. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's actually in, I think it's in. It's Batman near the end first. of this one, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was what's this good? Like they took the Court of Owls story, like you said, and they definitely streamlined it big time, um, and you know did away with a lot of a lot of the fat in that story, which is what they do. I mean, they're adapting more than one comic book story in all of these films, and they're right. kind of like really like you know making them real lean and mean, and sometimes it's for the better and sometimes it's it it doesn't quite work this was one where i thought it worked for the most part um again building up on that relationship with batman and damien uh i liked it they i liked them taking the time to focus on just them it could have they could have very easily just brought in i mean like you know batman's got like a justice league of sidekicks on his own you know what i'm saying He's right. got a he's, he's got, got a, a brand. He's Batman, got a line. Batman, he's got a line Batman that knows a way with marketing. But um so they easily could have done that with this film, but they focused very strongly on that relationship between Bruce and Damien and Batman and Robin. Um and uh and it it, it works. It works for the most part. It, it's it's an enjoyable film. I like the fact that uh, in this universe, Bruce doesn't try to curtail Damien's behavior, right? Like when they're in the fields and they're at work, oh yeah, he's coaching him constantly, you know, trying to keep him in line. But in terms of Damien's mouth, right? Bruce doesn't check it. He just kind of looks at him like, Ugh. and yeah. it's like, well, I was never there, so guess I'm not the one to check him. It's like, bro, this is, yeah, this is the exactly. time. This is exactly. the time. This is the time. Right, right now, when he's little like this, I know he can still fight, but this is the time to get in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> and correct the negative behavior before it happens, because your boy is said to be a problem if you don't check it. Most so, definitely. Uh, Let's give a shout out to the voices of Batman and and Robin. Uh, Jason O'Mara, who does Bruce Wayne Batman, and Stuart Allen, who voices uh, Damien. I think they both are doing uh, some exceptional work throughout all of these films. Yeah. Jason O'Mara has a hard task, right? Because everybody hears Kevin Conroy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you think of Batman, when you read Batman. So the fact that even though it's clearly not Kevin, it's still like, I guess it's good. The first couple of movies, I couldn't hold you. I said, who is this? I don't know who this is, but you need to come check under this mask because this ain't the bet. Um, and then he just kind of he kind of grew on me. And I think it's primarily because of how well the synergy between his Bruce and Stuart Allen's Damien is. I, I just really I don't see Kevin Conroy putting up with that kind of lip, I guess. So it's a little <laughs> easier for me to suspend disbelief. Because <laughs> you know, Kevin Conroy would be like, boy, if you don't get the hell out of my face. I will put you back where you came from. Um, so cool. Speaking of Batman and his brand, next we have Bad Blood. 
with literally everybody else. It's the Bat Squad. Yo, the Bat Squad movie. Yo, he he had his cousins was up in here. Like how, what, the, one of the things that that's kind of bugged me about DC over the last about 10 years or so is that they've been so bat heavy that it's like, all right, we get it. We get it. Yeah, that's why a lot of these slipped we past me because I was like, all right, <laughs> cool. That's it. I kind of like this one. <laughs> I, I like uh, this one a lot. Um, this is not one of my favorites. Yeah, me neither. I think uh, I think I, they're I trying a little too hard with up. this one. Yeah, I, I just liked it because Batwing showed up, um, and I've been a Batwing fan for a while, um, and it, it, it took a lot to get him in there. But I was like, all right, cool. All right, more yeah. more Batwing. The more I, Batwing, the better. I, that's kind of it is it is, yes. Bat, DC is completely oversaturated their own market with Batman, right? It's almost been it's almost synonymous with DC now. You think of DC, you think of the Bat. And granted, that's been their most lucrative return, so I, I understand doubling down on that. But in this case, and again, I'm all about seeing Bat brands. Like, let's break out the squad. I'd love to see Batwoman on screen. Cool, let's go. Batwing on screen? Cool, let's go. Um, I remember being super jazzed for this film, and I don't remember it. Yeah, it's that's, not memorable. That's, that's, not, that's not saying so, a lot. That's not good, right? The first yeah. Batman we see in the Bat Cape, I don't remember what happened. All I remember is that I was jazzed to see it, and I, I that's it. So who knows how where they missed the mark on that one, how they could have improved that. Um, I, I'm my, your suggestion is as good as mine, y'all. I, I mean, who knows? Who knows what it could have been done? I think it all—it is telling, though, that while that film introduces so many different people into the this Batman um, part of this cinematic universe, because mm -hmm. you know it has Batwoman introduced in here, Batwing, and then at the end of the film, you get a real quick glimpse of the new Batgirl in this in this universe um mm -hmm. i think it's very telling that that is as far as the cinematic universe the last batman film batman centric film and this is 2016 that's four years four years yeah. uh, ago so after that everything else is building up on their brand of the justice league which is the collective team and i think taking advantage of by then the um rising star of the brand of Teen Titans because, mm -hmm. you know, because Teen Titans go definitely not, not geared towards us, but it's making that name just as prevalent in the, in DC households as justice league and Batman. So they start leaning that way. And you see the Damien used as a linchpin to introduce that side of the universe in, into, um, these films and that's really what takes hold for the next few films yeah i think i think that's the best thing that could have happened to this overall uh amalgamation if you will of all the different storylines and this you know formation of this animated universe arc is incorporating damien first and foremost but also making him and putting him in teen titans as well because not only does you say does that level the, that squad up but it also 
just kind of brings that gap together there. And it, mm-hmm. I think we needed that because, yeah, well, there was Teen Titans. Yeah, there was Teen Titans Go, but there was also Young Justice in the span of that mm-hmm. time as well. So people were already looking for a more grown-up version of the Titans without losing what makes them teens at the same time. Right. And Justice League versus Teen Titans did a really good job of that. Jason, I mean, um, Damien just had to eat a lot of humble pie. You got yeah. humble pie, young boy. Yeah. You are not okay. Great, you can fight. We know this, but you're reckless. You're gonna get somebody killed, and that does nothing for us. So we need to sit down, have a seat, take some notes, and maybe not be a jerk your whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also gave me a newfound respect for Robin. I'm really or not Robin, uh, Raven. I'm really, really glad that they took the time to get into her a little bit because she's just been super emo girl for as far as we've all seen. Um, in other iterations of Teen Titans. So to see the fact that she has like legit trauma that she's working through and is a superhero at the same time. Oh, and as a teenage girl, uh, really, really uh, struck home with me. Um, Still annoyed at Starfire. Why? But... I don't know what she did. I mean, she was the leader of this team. This is actually, as far as Starfire herself, you know, this is probably the most, you know, uh, grown up, the freshest uh, depiction of her that I've seen in a long time. Um, I I agree. So I actually enjoyed her in this, in in Justice League Teen Titans. There was a, a conscientious effort to make her. To, to, to level her up, to mature her yeah, a bit. Yeah. Um, my issue with Starfire is complicated, not so much because I got beef with the, the character and her like you know idealism or whatever. It's more about how she's depicted. And I know that they try to rationalize or whatever, and I'm not about you know slut shaming or anything in, in that regard. It's just it's complicated, right? Like it's, I don't have a beef with her as an individual. Like I think as a hero, she's legitimate more so than black canary. You know what I mean? Certainly I would make the argument for, um, but I just, you know, really don't need to see her half naked like that. Like I just don't. So that's, that's, that could be a personal preference and I I own that. Um, But that notwithstanding, uh, seeing Beast Boy eat that L when Damien uprooted him in his little DDR game, <laughs> I said, "Oh yes, emphasis on team part of the Titans." Um, but that overall film escalated really quickly, uh, so it was good to see Real the kids. Uh, well, they, they have to do that with, uh, particularly with Raven. Um, and one of the things that that I've that has been interesting that they they've done with Raven. Uh, in the in all of the animated versions of Raven, is that for the longest time in the comics, like she had she had a real Scarlet Witch thing happen where like you had no idea what her powers were. Right. Like she would do something and stuff would happen, but you nobody could you couldn't be like, oh, this is what I can do, except for like her soul cell, uh, the the like the Raven thing that would come out of her kind of thing, um, and she could heal people occasionally, but it it was just random all there was like always something new that she could do and there was like well we need somebody that can do this and Raven and somebody like well Raven can do it um and in in a lot of the animated stuff to sort of simplify it it became like a very close to telekinetic thing mm-hmm. um and with it's sort of like a magical telekinesis kind of thing and they they scoped out sort of what her powers were as opposed to just the randomness that existed for a long time in the comics. 
Right. Um, you see the source of this in that movie. Like, holy crap, Trigon. Holy crap. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I thought that was very cool. Um, for Historically, if you've grown up with the Teen Titans through the 80s and 90s, there's really been two major storylines in Teen Titans that almost always in some way get retold and that is the whole Judas contract which we actually will be coming up on soon um, but then the first great Titan story which well, not, it's not even the first great Titan story um, but it's one of their greatest Titan story is Raven dealing with her father uh, Trigon and uh, it's been a while since I've seen that depicted animated in animated form um, them mixing in the Justice League the way they did is definitely streamlined, streamlined big time from mm -hmm. from the historic comics by Marv Wolfman and George Perez. And me, myself, I still prefer that story to this, but as a way of making it work and that it still pays dividends down the line, as we'll see mm -hmm. as the movies go, go along, I'm not, I'm not going to complain about it and, and like you said i i enjoyed what they did with starfire i enjoyed seeing starfire and nightwing together because that's that's always been you know to me the love of his life not that girl even though i know everybody reps for that and that's fine um so and and again and damien seeing damien lead learn how to lead the teen right. titans uh, learn, i thought learn, it was very learn. very important so it was, it was cool yeah he learned responsibility not only for himself for, for others. He learned how to be selfless there, which is neat. Um, because he's good By at By the way, if you get a second, t take a minute to watch uh, Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go. Just, just you, do it. You keep saying it. I might. Um, so we're about halfway through this uh, list here. So I'm just going to run down it real fast so we can get to the awards. Uh, that was Teen Justice League versus Teen Titans was number seven. Suicide Squad, A Hell to Pay was number eight. That was a <clears throat> pass. Um, I liked it. I thought it was dumb right. fun. That, it was. That's what it was. Thank you, Lynn. <laughs> I fully agree with you. It, that's what it was. Dumb fun. Maybe maybe that's just... I can't bring myself to care about the Suicide Squad, and that's probably the point. Who knows? Uh, I'm glad you all enjoyed it, though. I will not, you know, take a deuce on your joy. I'm glad it made you happy. Um, what else here? Uh, we've got Justice League Dark. Which was really cool. Very I, good. I definitely, yeah. I definitely appreciate spiritual thrillers in general. I also appreciate the fact that DC took the time to acknowledge the the trove of of, DC, of spiritual magic darkness characters that they got there. So it was cool to show that there. Um, then there's Teen Titans Judas Contract. I tried to watch this last night and I couldn't find an appropriate screen. You should have texted <laughs> me. I would have had it for you. It's pretty cool. It's yeah. it's it is it is a it's a cool take on that on that book on the Jewish contract book. Yeah. Um, they they did as much with it as they could, uh, and did a, did did a good job of avoiding the fact that Deathstroke's in. <laughs> is, is he likes him young. Deathstroke likes him young. So. I really wish yeah. that. Uh, this from I mean I caught like a couple pieces of it like the first couple minutes I guess like the intro scene but I just again with all of these team ensemble films I just wish that there would at least be an equal amount of woman characters on these teams as men because I'm just tired of the inequity in that one and don't sit here and act like there aren't great Teen Titans that are women that could have been 
included here, and same with other characters. So that's just you know. Yeah, who, who did they have on the team in this? Hold on a second here. It was Starfire, Bumblebee at first, um, in the opening sequence, and then I believe uh, at least that's the women anyway. It was Starfire, Bumblebee, and then Raven joined later. Um, but then you have the whole team of men. You've got Nightwing. You've got Robin. You've got Blue Beetle. You've got Beast Boy. You've got in the opening. You've got Speedy and Kid Flash. So it's just the, it's it's not balanced, and that's that's all I'm okay, saying. I can't remember who they were on. Yeah, and, and it's great because there's so many Teen Titans to pull from. But like, come on. Next after Teen Titans, Judas Contract, we've got Death of Superman. Oh. AKA Lois is the dumbest journalist ever. Oh. God, that woman. Death of Superman was that work. Work. Thank so, you. Listen, the best Yo. parts about Death of Superman were when the league was involved because that whole yes. that whole um oh no who is Clark really oh I don't understand why he's like like I pulled my damn I pulled my dad going headphones out on that one. <laughs> that upset me. You're supposed to be a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, but you can't see the biggest man. Okay. All right, great, great, great. I, I'm not even for that. I was for everybody just getting their butt handed to them. Yo, Chill. that was the first Batman time. just having on the corner, like, yo, he uh, was like, this is all, this is all you guys. Yeah, I'm out of here. Like... <laughs> yo, yo, right from a, right from a, a ceiling, he was hanging like, no, what was it? Uh, chip. He was right on the roof of the building, like, yeah, that's all y'all. I thought it was that ring. Your boy was like, oh no, oh no. Mm-mm. Right. Green Lantern got handed to him. Like, he up here making cash for himself. <laughs> she said, Mm-mm. you know what happened? You know where they effed up? They got cocky when Hawkman's nth metal mace put a dent in him. They were like, oh, okay, he can, uh, weapon forged by man can handle him. No, no. Mm-mm. Baby, <laughs> you were wrong. <laughs> Baby. That was ugly. So, I love this because of Doomsday. Doomsday was the monster he was supposed to be in this movie. Yeah, there was, was no. Time. Yeah, he just handed out the weapons and like, yo, you want to come at me? There was no talking. He's just like, he just look at you and just smack the taste out of your mouth. And you I'm, was just like, okay, I'm gonna sit on the sideline. I'm done. Wonder Woman was was a, maybe the only one that could barely hang in there. Yeah, and she was barely hanging in. She that was a hell of a fight, though. Uh, right. Talking about the choreography and everything. Well, talk about yes. the the one. This is what I'm talking about. The, the death of Superman. Yes, it was great when he was hand, he was handling the Justice League. But if you watch that again, you can literally not only see it, but you can feel the ferocity of each mm-hmm. fight in, in succession. So by the time he gets to fighting Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is going at it, and they, and you 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 feel those punches that he is laying down on Wonder Woman, and as she is given to him as well, and then they still find another level. Who, who? When's the last time? Let's be honest. When's the last time since maybe the old Justice League cartoon when Just, when Superman went ham on on Dark Side? The last time you saw Superman really well and you felt it. The, oh man! This was, was the so, first time so in a good. long time. That was a minute. so good. A minute. And I, shout out to the animation directors and the sheet timers on this project because that is probably the single-handedly best application I've seen of the whole shaky frame animation, like on mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Single-handedly, like one of the reasons why we felt that ferocity is because every punch that was landed, the camera shook. So you were like, "Oh snap! No one's safe." Um, 
so yeah, death of Superman, aside from Lois being a whole dummy, um, very, very enjoyable, gotta say. Then there's the reign of Superman, which I'm thinking which I really like. Yeah, I think I might have caught pieces of this. Uh, Thirty second pitch, Randy, go. Um, they there was a lot for them to to cram into that movie because I that bet. whole uh, reign of Superman it went on for a long time, and you had to reintroduce all those characters in that short of that short of movie. I thought it was, mm-hmm. I thought it was fantastic. Um, Superboy was awesome. Um, yet the the really interesting part is. They introduced John Henry Irons in uh, Throne of Atlantis. Yes. Right. He shows up in Throne of Atlantis saving a guy with a hammer. And, like, Superman, like, saves them, him and the other guy, from uh, three of the Atlantean soldiers. And you see John, like, huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, you know, just kind of goes off from there. And I don't think you see him again until until – uh, rain. No, you and see him in darkest. You see him the deficit. Superman. He's fanboy. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was yeah, fanboy yeah. heart. He was like yeah. got Superman. Because even like, in Death of Superman, in Death of Superman, he gives like a, they give him a little line where he says that he stepped off for a little bit, um, kind of like clear his brain on some stuff, and that's why he was at that construction area at that time yeah. because when you see him in Death of Superman he actually is a um a scientist. I think he said like he yeah, was just finishing for, uh, he was just finishing school or something like that, his classes or something. Yeah. 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 I I, I had a good time with this. I, I loved Superboy. Superboy was on <laughs> it was so much fun. Well I loved it I loved it too because one one I was not a fan of the death of Superman and then the reign of Superman from the comics. I just, I just thought it was a little bit too much. So I love this streamlined version of it. Um, and I thought it was very well done. It made sense to me. They made the whole idea of the eradicator and, and um, Superboy and John Henry Irons and then Superman coming back. It, it, it all made sense to me. Um, the action was just as pal- probably maybe not quite as palatable uh as the fight with doomsday but that's because he wasn't fighting doomsday again but it was still a, a good action on a different type of level um and i thought it was i thought it was uh it was a successful conclusion to that story it was well done i really really appreciate the fact that we didn't hear doomsday speak yeah, oh, yeah. it's the last yeah. thing i want to hear is you monologuing before this fight scene? You right. Know what I mean? oh, want, right. You know what? You you want to sound like a what was it? Superman four? Quest for peace? Destroy Superman. No, 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 no. no. We don't do those things. Don't. <laughs> we don't do those things right here on WPPMLP Philadelphia. Uh, next up, we've got Constantine: City of Demons, the movie. I didn't get a chance to see it. I heard good things about. Yeah, I missed this one as well. Yeah, what this was was the 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 movie was originally shown in individual segments on CW Seed, and then they yeah. were put together and then released uh, direct to video as a film. I haven't seen it either. I think I saw one or two of those those little shorts, mm-hmm. but I never saw the completed uh, completed thing. I've heard it's not bad. The animation style was similar to the rest of them, maybe a little a, a twinge different because it could lean even more heavy on the macabre because this is 100% just a Constantine story. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and again, Matt Ryan doing the voice, of course. Um, uh, so it, 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 what I saw, it was cool. I, I'd be interested in revisiting it. But you, if you didn't see it, you didn't miss anything from this universe's arc. arc. Gotcha. And then to tie it up before our grand finale, we have uh, Batman Hush, which I oh. did not like. This 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 nonsense. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't like, like I didn't necessarily like Batman Hush, but I thought that the story that they did the story they made the story make sense. Like I I don't think Batman Hush from the comic books is a good story at all. So I think story wise, this is better than that. But overall, I think that the it it coming it doesn't really gel together for me um the one cool thing i do like about it is that batman switches his costume and goes back to his his regular costume in this uh which he can he keeps in justice league dark apocalypse war and i and i'm a sucker for batman and catwoman so it's cool watching them all over you know together but other than that it just doesn't work for me yeah um i that one missed me I, I gotta say, I, I don't think I even finished it. I think I, I was so <sighs> about it, but that's okay because again, the grand finale, Justice League War, Justice League Dark, Apocalypse War. Now, I thought that Flashpoint Paradox was extreme, right? Um, super extreme because I wasn't accustomed to seeing that many bodies in the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, okay, it's AU. We don't have to worry about this again. Trauma's over. And I really, really, really enjoy Justice League Dark because I, I love the fact, all those things that I said again, but also the fact that Constantine just will not die, right? Not only literally, but in terms of the, the, the universe, right? They tried with the movie. They tried with the show and kept Matt Ryan through all of the iterations of it because everybody noticed it wasn't him. It was just where... The, the thing was being placed at the given time. So when you give him the opportunity to excel in places like Justice League Dark in his own form, and now Dark Apocalypse War, it really brought a nice little layer to what we know as the Justice League, right? Because here he is, uh, you know, in the same room as your heavy hitters like Batman, Superman, Martian Manhunter. You got everybody that you could possibly want. And here's Constantine in the back like, you all bloody stupid, right? Where's the pub? And and stuff hits the fan again. We thought we were done with Flashpoint, but no, apparently that did not exist within its own bubble and it was a, a problem throughout the rest of, come to find out, this whole arc. So all of that culminates in Justice League Dark Apocalypse War because your boy Darkseid just, 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 just somebody come get him because your boy yeah. out here. Your boy yeah, out here. That shout, was... shout out to Tony Todd for yet again <laughs> making our skin crawl with an amazing villain. Because holy cats, man! Everything, Yo. everything we thought we could, we knew out the window. I so I I I, I, went, I bought it right away. I was like, all right, I'm just gonna buy it. What I'm here. <laughs> okay, um, great. And I'm watching it. And then I had to do something, and my kids watched it. And then by the time I got back to the end, they were like, "What?" Mm -hmm. um, Traumatizing. 
Yeah, that, no. So I, I watched it again, and I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put you through that." That was now it got ugly quick. It got ugly mm-hmm. quick. They were like, "Yeah, we're gonna stop Dark Side." <laughs> oh, oh. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. They just knew. Your man's and them knew they was about to go to work. They had they they was ready to clock in. Put right. They just came back from vacation, so they was refreshed, ready to go. I know my squad tight. Yo, I know my young boys tight. What's up, Titans? Ooh, ooh, I'm not worried. Nah, Dark Side was like, uh, 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 uh. uh. <laughs> well, you knew things were bad. You knew things were you knew things were bad when the movie opens up, and within the first ten minutes, they're already making their plan to invade Apocalypse. If they're doing that within the first ten minutes of a movie that's running about an hour and a half, you know things are going to go left. And sure enough, the next scene is two years later. I'm like, oh, yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, that was, it, it was, it was, it went so far left, it came back around. It's like, yeah. yeah, I started watching oh, it later at night than I should have had, you know what I mean? So I had to stop it about halfway through. I was like, I can't do this right now, I'm tired. I came back the next day, again, refreshed, clocked in, let's go. And was traumatized. At, like everybody, everybody caught bodies. Everybody, everybody. No one, no one was safe. No one. And I, I knew when things were real. When Darkseid went for Oa, I was pissed on a level I didn't know I had. Triple Nation. Okay. I said, hold up. Where is he going? What did he just say? He's going to Oa. Oh no. <laughs> this is where he. He messed up. <laughs> He's chopped because you don't come to play with them guardians. Five minutes later, your boy John Stewart rallying himself against we all go. odds in darkest <laughs> day in blackest night. No evil shall escape my sight. Darkseid was Drop like, that magma on the floor. Hey, hey, hey yo, can you uh, can you holler at me with some of that magma? From yep. Earth, please. Can you just drop that over here on Oa real fast? Your boy, get on my nerve. He monologuing over here. He said, Beware my power. Greets. Crispy. The ring. Yo. I said, What? Wait a minute. Hold up. How come everybody else get body, but my boy gets dipped in lava? Like, how you gonna throw Earth guts? Now, how you gonna get out? mad because he, 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 he got a little hero moment, but it was against Darkseid. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Because I mean, if you remember, when the scene starts, the guardians of the universe are yeah. laid out on yeah. the ground. Exactly. Because yeah. so, they're fighting, they're fighting those doomsday winged warriors, so they don't really yeah, have a chance. Anyway. Doomsday parademons. Thank you. They, they didn't really yeah. have a chance. They were done when they came. They probably opened up like twenty portals on there, and they were done. It was game over. I'm surprised Kilowog has survived that long. Yo. That's you know, so. Your man got ganked quick. <laughs> I, 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 I apparently am a bigger Green Lantern core fan than I thought because that whole scene, Kilowog hurt me first. That was the first shot. I was like, ah, no. Yeah. Oh, he got, he God. Was- this is- <laughs> and I just thought that I wouldn't see Jon Stewart in this iteration. I was like, okay, maybe my boy's just not in it. No, no, oh, no. No, 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 no. He gets it the worst. He doesn't get did he really no. get it the worst? No, nobody else had planet juice thrown at them. Nobody, nobody. Because nobody. that's what it took. To, well, that's what it took to get put the black man down. And it was a black man that did it. Don't be, don't be giving 
giving, don't be giving a kind of pass just because, nah, F out of here. I'm not taking that one. Listen, um, we're going to have to review his, his draft parameters. We're going to have to look at his, in his contract. Look, my point is the black people in this film die disproportionately horribly than everybody else. Everybody. I, don't, I, I disagree with that. I don't know. Bro, I who, who, ooh, someone says uh, real rap, the Guardians would have beaten Darkseid. Tell me more about that. How do we feel about that? Do we think that the Guardians no, no. could have? Maybe? No, they wouldn't have because if they would have, they would have done it by now. Right. Fair. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, maybe they, they didn't want to get involved. Maybe they were on their prime directive type, Joan. Well, you no. know it's funny. That's not how it works. Because <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you notice, all the time the dark side is acting up. Mm-hmm. It's always, it's either New Genesis or it's Earth. And a couple of Green Lanterns that are on Earth. Guardians be like, y'all hand that. that. That's why we gave you the ring. That's why we gave you the ring. Go ahead. That's, that's why there's three of you for one planet. Three. <laughs> uh-huh. Um been like nine. I just, I just, I just, I mean, I feel some kind of way about it. That's all I'm saying. Okay, Corey um, Floyd agrees with you. He's saying that DC is real odd when it comes to black character deaths. But speaking specifically about the DC animated universe, or if you want to just keep it on Apocalypse War, the the last the last movie, I don't think that the black characters have died any more gruesomely than the other characters. I mean, did I, did I miss all the other planet juice getting thrown at other people? Okay, so maybe somebody didn't get planet juice thrown at them, but young Batgirl, you saw her, th- you see her throwing batarangs, and then like about four or five uh, doomsday parademons yeah. jump on her and start eating her. But that happened to everybody. I would rather him been eaten by paradoom demons than dealt oh my god planet guts, bro. That's disrespectful. Oh my god. That's disrespectful. Everybody else got murdered because they was in the way. <laughs> Fine. Fine. So you, I, I, so, you I, want, I, so you want him to die a slow, painful death. No, I'm saying flash my no, everybody everybody else. With the exception of Superman, because that's a different level. Everybody else got murked because they was in the way of Dark Side's plans. Cool. If that's the case, keep that same energy for my boy. Don't dip him in planet guts just because that was disrespectful. That was extra disrespectful. He could have. Cyborg, he kept Cyborg alive. That was disrespectful too. You gonna melt my boy into a wall? Come on. Well, come on. Come what? On, he was still alive. He wasn't dead. Is that? All right. My point is. <laughs> I mean, that's true. He kept him alive. He kept him alive. If, if, I'm not even trying to get into this because now I'm going to quantify what is life exactly. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh my God. Whatever. Whatever. He I'm was the source you. wall. All y'all know y'all wrong for this. Every single one of you. That's why you got that look on your face. Randy's the only one that agrees with me. Oh, no. no, he don't <laughs> agree with you. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. The, the Batgirl thing was probably the worst. Like she got eaten to death. Thank you, Elijah. Manta got pulled apart like a crown fried chicken wing in front of my face. I still hadn't recovered from John. He didn't get eaten to death. By the way, uh, Kai is saying, Kai, Kai is saying, lava is instant death. I don't want to be chewed, chewed alive. <laughs> you know what? Oh, oh, you want me chewed up? You, you really want me sitting there get chewed up on your arm and legs, or just get fried chicken? 
And Corey Floyd says that Darkseid needed to keep an IT guy around. That's why Cyborg was there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, so. Put your up. Don't be wow. mad. Don't be too hot. <laughs> you, you right with that one. You real right with that. I can't even hold you. So that actually brings some other points that I almost forgot about. Thank you, Corey, for keeping me on track here. Uh, speaking of IT guys, how did Batman get the Morbius chair? One. This is the really this is the, the the part that I that I was apparently at, at some point Metron had to have died right like that, Darkseid was like you know what I had enough of you just kind of hanging out with your neutral ass <laughs> killed Metron mm -hmm. in the midst of him and everybody else up he was like you know what this guy I might need threw him on the Mobius chair like you work for me now that was G well what like, you real. What you what you you're not shown, but I guess what you're led to believe as you learn that no not only is Batman now more or less Metron or or Batron as it were, and the rest of the Justice League um, besides Cyborg are you know foot soldiers or or, or yeah. Dark Side's Imperial Actually, the Guard. Rest of the, the Justice League are his new Furies because he said right you know, right uh, yeah. unleash the Furies on them right right what what i think is un is unsaid in that two year span is not only does dark side take over and decimate and uh the earth but he obviously now with these doomsday parademons are uh, is able to finally win the war against new genesis because you don't see them at all in this mm -hmm. in this film at all so i was kind of hoping orion would pop up somewhere but i guess right. not right so i think i think that is you know, what's left unsaid by Batman now. Exactly. With Batman now having the Mobius chair, Cyborg basically saying he is now the source wall, you know, like there is only apocalypse now, you know, yeah. and there's nothing left to stand in his reign. That's why the next place he goes is not New Genesis. It's Oa. He's like, you know, well, mm. now it's time to go handle. I've been saving the best for last you know mm. let me go get your blue butts you know what i mean so apparently i have a special place in my heart for the land and core um but anyhow dark side gets hemmed up by trigon ultimately raven's daddy was like uh, uh, yeah let me get, get let me handle this let me i'm tired of this i'm tired of it and i'm a bad guy and i'm sick of you already <laughs> so it was i like cool. the whole idea of uh old god versus new gods right mm -hmm. Uh, I, I like the fact that they're trying to bring that up. Like, all right, let's, yeah. go, let's go there. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, I, I am hoping that any further uh, incarnations of Cyborg will have his uh, his catchphrase replaced from booyah to suck it, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that any future iterations we see of Cyborg don't involve us having to watch him get disemboweled or dismembered. I'm getting a little tired of that. Like, I get it. He's a machine, so we, it doesn't affect him in the same way, and it's easier to get away with it in terms of animation because there's no blood. It's less gory. I'm tired of seeing this black man ripped apart. I don't care whose source wall he is. I'm tired of it. That being said, all that was resolved. Everybody was died. <laughs> Everybody was died. Everybody was killed. And they looked at Flash, who had been hooked up to the reactor to keep the whole shebang powered in the first place they ain't hook your boy up to an iv they, but 
different, like in the other direction and maybe so fast that you could probably unscrew up the stuff you screwed up. Well, they, well Constantine kind of already knew that. He's like, he's seen what Flash did. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's kind of like why he's told, he's like, you got to go back and fix this. Like right. You're the only one who could fix and bring everybody back. And then that's how we'll get to the new, uh, the rebirth. That's how we probably, and then you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they throw the Watchmen in there as well in the next anime movies. Uh, I don't know. We can talk about the next animated movies. Uh, I think because they'll do, they'll probably do like a countdown movie. I, I don't. Countdown. Oh, sorry, not countdown. Uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock. I don't see that no, happening. They, they don't. They don't have to do it. They don't. They don't have to do it. Um, they don't have because they already announced the next movie. They already announced the next movie. What was the next one? Um, it's Superman, Man of Tomorrow. Bless you. Okay. Yeah, um, there's a there's a Bless new uh, Superman movie. I think I think Zachary Quinto is doing a voice in it. Um, yeah, 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 Zachary Quinto is doing a voice in the in the in the new one. They just announced. I don't think it comes out until next year, maybe. Not sure. Well, in the meantime, yeah. between time, now that we have run down all of the films in this universe and then some we've got some awards to hand out isn't that right didn't we didn't we we have awards don't we have we do we do have awards to hand out um let's go through this it's uh oh boy it's already 10 20 so let's go through now some of these are um right in votes so let's start with best fight which fight fight scene from these films do you think should win best fight me myself um and it may be a little um you know recency bias but i think there's two i think wonder woman's fight with doomsday is bananas it is bananas um but then there's a fight scene that sticks in my mind and it's from the flashpoint paradox and it's when aquaman and all his his crew you know all jacked up aquaman uh land on lex luthor's boat with Lex Luthor and Deathstroke. And that whole scene right there where you see the two Aqualads and Ocean Master, like all the Atlanteans just hemming up all of, I, I think they're hemming up like the Suicide Squad on, on, that, yeah. on, that, on that boat. That scene, it just keeps replaying in my mind as like really, really dope, beautiful animation, choreography, camera work, dipping, you know, really set the scene. I thought that was really bananas, but the Wonder Woman Death, uh, Doomsday John was, that's a hard one to top. Yeah, and it's not to take away from the Doomsday Superman fight that no. preceded it directly, because that was bananas too, <clears throat> but you, as an audience member, expect Superman to be able to take that kind of punishment because he's Superman. To see Wonder Woman after anything else go toe to toe with him, and then every hit that she landed, you're like, "Yeah, girl, get him!" Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. See, all right, (laughs) you know. So I definitely agree with you on that one. The only thing I would I would come up even is like a runner up to that would be Nightwing tying up Damien. Yeah, that was a good one. 
You know, that was unexpected, I would say. It did mm -hmm. not go in the way that I thought it was going to go first thing out the gate. Hmm. Boy, this is beautiful radio. As My favorite is probably Superman Dark Side. And, but I think I kind of like the, the, the Trigon Dark Side fight a little better. Yo, it was much like, better. Just the two of them, the idea of the two of them just beating the just beating the crap out of each other through existence mm -hmm. uh I, I think i like that one a little bit better the superman the superman dark side fight meant a little more to me personally um it made me happier i've watched it like 15 times um but i i think the the dark side and trigon fight was just amazing i i love that what about you dante uh I, st I still, like you said, go with the Wonder Woman Dark, Dark uh, Doomsday fight and followed by the... See, it's a toss-up for me because it's between, like, Paradox and, and, and uh, Apocalypse War. It's just a hard... It's a hard toss-up. Because they were both, they were both um, ensemble yeah. pieces. Right. You saw everybody in those two films. Yeah. So it was real hard to isolate which fight you liked best. It's just like yeah. when you see, you see Aquaman's face is like just taking his whole crew, just like you know what I, I got everybody Atlantis together. We're under one rule. We're doing this. They really did pay fan service to the Atlanteans in in Paradox because they had equal opportunity to show off those Amazons as well, and they didn't. Not to the same degree, but you know you can put together a pattern if you want Triple Nation. I'm just putting that out there. So best fight. What do we say? I think it sounds like. I'm okay with that. That's the uh, uh, Wonder Woman, Death Doom, Superman, uh, Wonder Woman, Dark Side, uh, Doomsday Jones. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm all right with that. Well, if yeah, Superman I, likes was, it, how do you feel, Batman? Yeah, that the Bat. Yo, that was my that was my vote, so I'm with it. Dante, you cool with that? I'm good with that. That best fight goes to Wonder Woman versus Doomsday. There you go. There you go. <laughs> What about the a, a best moment? Your, your best moment from these films? Seeing John Stewart get planet juice dumped on him. Yeah, that was a good moment. I really liked the way that played out. I have to agree oh, with you. It made me cry. I literally had to stop and like weep. I wept before I could watch it again. That is that's insane. Oh, insane. You liked it for different reasons. Uh, <laughs> so that was your best moment. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciated seeing the Atlanteans ride on, on the Suicide Squad, right, from Paradox. I really, really, really appreciated seeing um, just the, the, the squad in Justice League Dark as well. Um, mm. Yeah, the, the most memorable for me was be that... Poor John. Rest in peace. Poor went out for the homies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do y'all think? <laughs> hmm. Okay. All right. Hmm. Um, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Uh, real quick. Uh, just to leave war. Uh, with Green Lantern and Batman are having that one conversation. He's like, so you're just a dude in a, a suit? Dressed up, he's like, Yeah, he's like, So, does this retake willpower or what? Yeah, he gets <laughs> it. Hey, back, eh? Bessie, because he he takes the ring off him and doesn't even notice. Yeah, and he's just looking at it, he's aiming, like, Okay, it's pretty nice. Uh, whatever, here you go, get yeah, back. 
that's a bonus. Um, hmm. Hmm. That's a tough one. This moment. I think I, I it, 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 again, it may be a, a matter of recency, uh, but watching um, Throne of Atlantis again, there's this there's this great scene in um, in the book that in the Just League War book, or not Just League War, Just League Origin, when they introduce Aquaman, and there's a bunch of parodies, and this gigantic shark just comes up and like destroys like three parademons, and they did the whole thing damn near shot for shot in Throne of Atlantis. And this shark was like the biggest shark thing ever. Just comes out of the ocean and just takes off with Black Manta. He doesn't even chew him up. He just is like, you think comes up in the air, grabs him and he's just gone. Like, and shot for shot for me. There was that, I just loved how that turned out. Um, And that, that one, I remember watching in the movie again, I was like, oh wait, this is the part. The shark. Yeah, the shark. I love this part. I, I that's one of my favorites. I, I'm gonna go with that. Um, I think my. I don't know if this is necessarily my favorite moment. I mean, I really loved. I, I mentioned before the interplay between Nightwing and Starfire in um, Justice League versus Teen Titans. And I can't really pull one particular moment. That definitely, I I see a scene with them, kind of like I think they're like they're training or fighting and training and, and like, you know, uh, she takes him down and there's like a little flirtatious moment between them that I think was really cool. Um, but the one part that always keeps playing in my mind is from justice league dark. And that's just with all of this magical craziness going on in this movie, there is actually a point in the film where Batman just stops talking and all Batman is just saying, is like, "Mm." he's just, he's just, groans the almost for like about 40 minutes of the movie and yeah, i as he just reacts to everything i, I loved your, it your boy mad that he can't do nothing but sit there and take notes <laughs> i know he like, well <laughs> he was like oh, all right i loved it i guess we're doing this um but he was he was the anchor right he was the the yeah. central figure to, to anchor that universe into um the one that everybody else knows so best moment that's that's a lot of hands in the pot how do we feel I mean, anything that's got Batman, I think, should be um, a best moment. Um, Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. I mean, I was, I was honestly going to say, uh, you know, Superman casting off Trigon um, in Apocalypse. I wasn't going to go there. That was true. Go. Seeing, seeing Batman roll up, so to speak, on the Mobius chair was pretty like, What? You know, um, but watching him beat Damien's ass. Oh, right. But but you know what? Dante's moment. Dante's moment that he references between Green Lantern and Batman is like it's one of the iconic moments of that whole storyline, and yeah. became and became like a. Uh, like just a wink to let you know, like, hey, this is not the Batman or Green Lantern that you remember from from before. You know what I mean? So, uh, and, and would go on to pretty much define his role with the Justice League and Green Lantern's role with the Justice League mo- going forward. It, that was a pretty good moment. I wouldn't mind that one being number one, and not because it, it's okay Batman, but it's just it really is a, a cool moment. 
but Batman. I'm totally okay with that. Fine. <laughs> I didn't say I this. I disagree, but it's fine. Sorry. All right. Uh, next, next one is the big. What do you think was the biggest missed opportunity, Kennedy? If you could boil it down to one missed opportunity that you saw in this these series of films, what would it be? Not enough women. If I had to pick one thing, aside from the fact that you know black characters don't need to die like that, um, <laughs> not enough women, and that's not because DC doesn't have women characters they just didn't utilize them so yeah i would agree that i think there definitely is a heavy reliance on um wonder woman and 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 i think it actually shows in apocalypse where they have to basically rope in mira to put another woman as a fury you know what I mean? Yeah. When that easily could have been, like you said, Hawk Girl, Black Canary, or, or or any one of the other many women characters that DC had to bring, you know, had at their disposal to bring into the fold. So mm-hmm. um, I think I think that is def- definitely a a big missed opportunity, especially considering that at the at the same time that this animated universe is playing out. You do have the world of young justice that is ongoing, even through the years when it wasn't a thing, because you got to remember there were a few years when it wasn't a thing, but even through those first two years of young justice was rife with women characters. You know, I mean, mind you, they were, they were younger, but they easily could have been, you know, aged up if they wanted to. And there were certainly Mm -hmm. more than a few women you know, uh, heroes represented there as well. Um, so for them not, so for the movie side of DC, not to, you know, uh, follow that lead is a, you know, it's, it's pretty criminal, missed especially it's a missed opportunity, but it's, it's really criminal in, especially in the world that we have right now. And maybe it's a little tone deaf to your fan base. Yeah, it's extremely tone deaf. <laughs> yeah, so that's a good one. Um, all right, so best missed opportunity. How do you two feel about that? Um, I just, I, I kind of wish there was just focus. For me, I think it was just too many Batman movies because once it got into like, what was it, Batman versus Robin, then it's Batman, Bad Blood, and then it's, it's Batman, it's Son of Batman. It was just, at that point, it was like kind of too many Batman movies. I wish it would have kind of broke it up Broken up with like with like a more side, either like side characters like they did with Constantine with Justice League Dark, uh, but just a variety of more characters. I think they could have included in the fifty two in this fifty two animated universe. Yeah, because when they do another Wonder Woman movie, it's not even in this universe. It's a right. it's another retelling of her origin and bloodlines. Yeah. So yeah. Ugh. What about you, Rand? Uh, I see you on that. Um, I was. For the biggest one for me was there's no Martian Manhunter in there. There's yeah. no John anywhere. The only time you saw John was in uh, Apocalypse. You saw him <laughs> and he in his Dragon Hand cut off like eight times. You saw him in Death of Superman as well. He was that was yeah, uh, get burnt up when when he threw John. That's the the stake elevator. I felt like because he didn't just throw your ball like he had been throwing everybody up until that point, but he threw John into a gas station. 
I was like, mm-hmm. oh, so he is completely out of F's to give. Got it. Cool. Great. Wasn't ready. Okay, let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what are we saying? Missed opportunity. What's up? What's shaking? What's popping? What oh, I think he's got, definitely got to be the representation of women. Cool. Yeah. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all. What's next? Next up, uh, let's go. Let's go to to uh, our three big ones here. The first one is best voice acting. Now these are the nominees that I came up with: Matt Ryan as Constantine, Rosario Dawson's Wonder Woman, Kevin McKidd who played Thomas Wayne uh, Batman and Flashpoint, Stuart Allen as Damian Wayne Robin. And a controversial pick, Rain Wilson as Lex Luthor. I don't even know how he made it on that list. I, I liked Rain Wilson's I Lex Luthor. Terrible. I thought he was different. I thought he gave Luthor different shades. Um, I, I I don't think the animation maybe didn't 100% match the voice that he was doing. But yeah. I, liked, I liked it. His voice, I liked his characterization of Lex Luthor. I really, really enjoyed it. How uh, do you feel, Randy, about Payne Wilson as Lex Luthor? Uh, I, I liked him uh, overall, but I, I think I, 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 because he's he's got enough smarm in his voice that it that it works. But I, I don't think any of these guys. In his I, voice. I think it's, he yeah, is he's net, got a smarmy he's, he's, voice. Eighty-five percent smarm. I, I think Matt Ryan has just so become Constantine on every level. Yeah. Like it's not even close. I, I would say that. I agree. Yeah. Has, if it wasn't Matt Ryan and his ability to hold on to that role despite yeah. <laughs> a, a serious cancellation, um, I really, really, really like Stuart Allen's Damian Wayne. Yeah, his yeah, Damian is, is is really mm-hmm. good. I don't know if you guys, any of you guys, are watching Legends of Tomorrow, but. He is Matt Ryan is so amazing on that show. Yeah, yeah is, it's, that show is fantastic because it doesn't take itself seriously, and it's like, oh, you want to, you want to do it? All right, let's do it. And they just throw everything in it, and he's just like, all right, sure, let's 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 go with this. This is fun. Yeah, he's yeah he is. I haven't I haven't seen anybody become a character as much as Matt Ryan has become. John. Yeah. What about you, yeah. Dante? What do you think? I agree, Matt Ryan, hands down. Because that now, when I look at him, is he's Constantine to me. So, all right, I'm, I'm I'm fine with that. I mean, you can't knock it. The man is doing yeoman work. Uh, like you said, you begin to hear him. You know, like when I read when I read Constantine in the comics, I hear Matt Ryan. Yeah. So, uh, I can't I can't knock knock that. I do. I I also have. Um, Great affection for Stuart Stuart Allen's uh, Damian Wayne, and also Kevin McKidd, who is an actor I, I've grown to. In, right. Very rarely do I not enjoy his performance, and I thought he did a very good job as Thomas Wayne. So yeah, I think Kevin McKidd is just a solid actor all the way around. Yeah. Um, I I would say the two weakest links on this list would be Payne Wilson and Rosario Dawson. Not because Rosario didn't do a good job. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like they put her in that role because she's Rosario Dawson, right? And she'll put butts in the seats. Um, I, I don't know if I felt her as as Wonder Woman necessarily. I think uh, what's her face, Carrie. Uh, um, oh, Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell did a better Wonder Woman. Of course, Susan Eisenberg being the best, but 
I, I would prefer Kerry Russell's to, to Rosario Dawson's. And I think that's because Rosario Dawson played Artemis in that film. Right. So in that Wonder Woman movie. I hear her voice, I think of Artemis, and I, I just, my brain gets confused. But right. anyway. It's, it, it, it's funny. I read an article that said that same thing. You know? And that was her New York accent was super prominent in that. So every time I hear it, I just... Anyway, I, I would fight for Stuart Allen, but I'll concede for Matt Ryan because, again, it's just saying something. Your series gets canceled, but you're still doing the thing on thing. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the, the, this next big one is... Um, now, this is the best comic book adaptation. Now, to a, to a degree... A lot of these books, a lot of these books, a lot of these movies are adaptations of a sort. They all are pulling from one, you know, pieces of of different storylines to put them together. But uh, there are some of these that are, you know, more direct adaptations of a particular comic book story than others. And these are the ones that I put up as nominees as for the best comic book adaptation. So it's Teen Titans, The Judas Contract, Son of Batman, Death of Superman, Reign of the Supermen, because I think you, to be fair, you got to take them, take it as a whole. Um, and then we have Justice League Throne of Atlantis. I didn't read any of these, so I concede to, to, to the Bat and Superman here, because I know Unless Dante, have you read all these as well? Um, except for the Jewish contract. That's the only one I probably didn't right. read. Well, y'all tell me. I'm going death and rain. That I, I especially considering they had tried it once and they're like, eh, it wasn't that great. And then they're like, yeah. no, let's do this again right. And they did it right. Um and as a matter of fact, I think they managed to do a better job of showing you how tough Doomsday was. Because if you remember, the Justice League that do- that Doomsday took on was like Blue Beater, Booster Gold, Fire, Ice, Guy Gardner, and Bloodwind. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And they got thumped. Right. Like in like a couple of pages. I mean, and in this it was like, you know, Martian Manhunter and Cyborg and Hawkman and Flash and Wonder Woman. Heavy and hitters. they still got thumped. They got. They uh, really thought that that nth metal was going to do it. They said, "Oh, <laughs> man, they, that was." Um, and and I think they they probably did the best job of taking a huge story and streamlining it into something that was much easier to to kind of get. I, I this this one for me that for me that's easy. What about you, Bat? Yeah, I think I got to go with Randy on that one, too. I think Death of Superman or Reign of Superman probably does take it hands down. I think Son of Batman is not bad. Um, And Teen Titans, the Judas contract, isn't bad either. But I think Death of Superman, Death and Reign, they succeeded to me in being, you know, better than their adaptation i mean Ooh. so it 
by that metric alone, you've got to go with them. Uh, never mind. Then you get into the an the animation and and the the fights and um, everything else, and just having more better characters to work with in this in their iteration as opposed to the comics. Uh, I think I think they take it hands down. What about you, Dante? I mean, unfortunately, I have to agree. I wish my other movie was on here. I wish we were considering that one. Superman and Batman Public Enemies because that one, hands down. But that's, not, that's not in the... I know, but I, for this conversation... <laughs> and, and that would still be wrong because that would be DC uh, Justice League New Frontier. Come on, dog. But to me, that's the best one. Uh, but for now, I'll say Death, uh, Death of Superman reign, uh, in the reign of Superman. All right, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. There you go. And now we go to the big one. This is the big award, ladies and gentlemen. This is the big one. Best DC Animated Universe film. Now, now this is... Now, I put up what I thought should be the nominees. (laughs) I got a funny feeling people are going to want to change out a couple of these nominees. To me, Justice League, The Flashpoint Paradox, Justice League, Dark, Justice League, Dark, Apocalypse War, Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay, and Batman, Hush. How did Hush make it on that list? Right, that's what I'm trying to figure out, too. I I see Suicide Squad. You 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 didn't even like Hush? Right. I don't know why why Hush is even on here. Suicide Squad Hell to Pay was just a, you know, that fun rock movie. I don't take it seriously with the rest of them. Right. Uh, And to Randy's point about me saying that I I don't, I don't think Hush came together. You're absolutely right. I did say that. When I made this, this list together, I hadn't rewatched Hush. So in my, in my memory, I was remembering rightfully so that, like I said, I think it, it's better than the comic book itself because I didn't like the story and I think the story makes sense more, but I don't think that it ultimately came together. But in my mind, I thought I remembered it a lot better. But I but in fairness, I wasn't going to change what I put down. So I just put it up here. So that's why I said I know you're going to want to swap out one of these films. Can can we swap out Batman Hush for Son of Batman? Or literally anything else? So you want to swap it out for Son of Batman? Is there another or? or, or? I, I'm, I just threw that out there because out of all the ones that are listed, that would probably be my next favorite. Um, so I'm I'm open to suggestions on on a re- suitable replacement. Well, de- I mean, Death of Superman is it's still up there, and, and that was yeah. a good one. Yeah, I, I would um, say. Go ahead, Randy. Go ahead. I'm okay with that. With with definitely who? okay with that. Honestly, I would I would replace just the dark. I thought it was I I, I didn't love it. I didn't love it. I liked it. I didn't love it. I, I like Justice League War better. Justice League War it just it 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 set up the the universe a little better. See, I didn't like Justice League War because I and, and, and I didn't like most of the characterizations of of the. Uh, of the heroes, and I think you feel them literally correcting them and changing their characterization as the films go along. Yeah. And aside from the fact Justice League War was lazy. It was frame by frame. 
frame by frame. Like you pretty much. I didn't I didn't see anything different. And I, so it was like doubly disappointing for me because I was hyped to jump on a DC title from Jump Street when the new 52 came out. So I was like, hell yeah, Justice League, let's go. Oh, I don't really think I like this. Okay, whatever. And then I was like, oh, Justice League War movie. Okay, let's go. Oh, it's the same thing I didn't like from before. Yeah, and and, and like think about it, like all Darkseid does is basically float in the entire movie. He doesn't really even like thump in that joint. I, if I remember, it's a computerized voice. So it's not even it's it it just really does it really is Wait, was that Andre Brower? No, Andre Andre Brower Bra- was in um the one with Supergirl. Yeah. Oh, was that the only one he did? I, he did I think that's the only one he did. Um yeah. I, I I gotta say out of this whole list though, just to keep us on track, I I'm I'm torn between Flashpoint and Apocalypse War. And now you're just thinking of of, of best or? Yeah, for for many reasons. I'm torn between the two of them because they were the meatiest ones. But I'm also torn from a a very meta standpoint almost. It's like, okay, there's a span of 14 to 15 films, right, in this universe. And excluding Superman, reign of, reign and death, right? Death and reign. Mm Mm-hmm. This is the beginning of the saga and the end of the saga. Right. When I eat a sandwich, I don't eat a sandwich for the two pieces of bread, right? Obviously, you want good bread. You don't need it the dry, flaky, I mean, stale. Who wants that? But you definitely eat a sandwich for what's inside, even if it's a cheese sandwich. You look forward to what's in it as opposed to what bookends it. So I feel like to laud either or Flashpoint or, or Apocalypse War is almost facilitating opportunities for them to do another series of films like this again and then put all their energy and effort onto the bookends and kind of go one way or the other with the middle. And I don't know if I wouldn't reward that type of negative behavior. But that being said, like, those two were so good, like... But I don't think it was necessarily negative behavior. I know, I'm just looking at a turn here, but I just, I, I mean, one could argue, it is, who knows. Apocalypse War was so... I don't want to give it my favorite because it traumatized me, but then Flash War traumatized me too, because I wasn't ready. So, oh. I, I just feel like, how are we judging this? By what gave you the most visceral reaction when you watched it uh did it did it speak to the most fan service of your favorites uh it it, it'd be a toss-up for the two of them for me well i would lean towards flashpoint i think flashpoint has great action i think flashpoint has um maybe a tighter story than apocalypse war i mean apocalypse war is all that but it, it probably has a tighter story. Um, it's a story that doesn't focus on Superman or Batman a, as heavy. That's true. Uh, it is a flash story after all. It is a flash story. Um, it is the one film, I think maybe by virtue of most of it taking place in a different reality that has a different animated style to those characters and I also think that those characters if you watch that again each of those characters has an individual style that is lost over the rest of the films um 
Yeah, I think I would. I think I would lean towards uh, Flashpoint. I like Justice League Dark. I think Justice League Dark is a hoot. Suicide Squad is just dumb fun, like like me and Dante have been saying. And Justice League Dark is a nice culmination. It's a it's a nice uh, sandwich, which it's filled with a lot of fan service. But I think I think Flashpoint is just a, a better film. And to your part, the fan service in Dark was for fans who didn't like the mundane like not the mundane not the mundane but like the mainstream is better is a better way to say it like mm-hmm. everybody knows the league if you if you know dc but very few people know about jason blood and etragon and satana and dr fate and the specter when they finally are ready to put them in a film um so i feel like it just because of its singularity it was neat to to focus on a different part of the league Ah, it's a rough one, guys. It's a rough one. I, I, I'm going to have to say Apocalypse War, final answer, because that's the one that made me feel the most. All these films made me feel something, whether it was joy, pain, rage, uh, suspense, all of that. But Justice League Dark Apocalypse War was the only one that made me feel all the things, I would say. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Boy, you're easy, it's Randy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a toss-up because I I like Flashpoint's Paradox of Story, mm-hmm. but I hate the animation. I hate like, the, pinhead, the pinheads on the big bodies. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only reason why I will lean towards Justice League Apocalypse War. That's the only reason why I love the Paradox Story. Don't get me wrong. It's just the animation just threw me out. It just threw me out of the movie. I, yeah. The story was great. It was just those, the way the bodies were, just the people, how they were just drawn. Anybody was just like, kind of, yeah. Yo, it's I like, agree. I agree. And the crazy part is the the art style didn't change. They just made the heads more proportionate to the bodies. They still look the same. It's just like, why how, Why couldn't you do this from Jump Street? Why I got to wait 14 films for you to get my man's head the right size? <laughs> All right, so it sounds like y'all leaning towards they, they, they went out with their best film, Justice League Dark, The Apocalypse War. We have one more uh, real quick one. Unfortunately, I don't have a a banner for it. And that is, who of all these in these films was your favorite character? Mm. Ooh. Ooh, my favorite. Interesting. Well, I, just for the sake of time, I will say that I found myself more and more looking forward to Damian Wayne on on screen. Yeah, I, I really, I really, really did. Um, I liked, I just, I just liked his his characterization. I like his whole arc throughout these films. Uh, so he probably, hands down, was uh, my favorite with um a slight with if i had to think second second to him probably despite your feelings kennedy was um was uh rosario dawson's wonder woman um i i her wonder woman kind of grew on me and i i i enjoyed it mm. but i would definitely say but hands down 10,000 times above everybody including Wonder Woman was Damian Wayne he was my favorite 
I think the only thing that kept me from being won over by Wonder Woman is the costume. I don't like the way that John looks. No, at that's all. fair. That's fair. It took me out of it all the way. I felt like this was somebody's I felt this like somebody's version of Wonder Woman instead of, you know, the champion of Themyscira. Um, but all that being said, considering how all of my favorite characters were brutally murdered, I would say Damien as well. It was the most rewarding to see on screen. Because everybody else I love died. Uh, I'm actually Superman because he's like the one who had the most growth. I, I want to say because really? I would say because um, just like Justice League War, he was kind of like like almost like a kid, like just like you know, hey, I got these superpowers. Like you guys are kind of like eh. To like when you see him in Apocalypse War Night, now he's like, yeah. Um, even what even <laughs> like yeah, he, but even I'm sorry, that should go back before then. Like even with the uh, death of Superman, he was still like he started maturing a little bit more. Like you started seeing more like him being like. Okay, I need to be this Superman. Like, I need to be more of the people, like for the people here, and do my best. And then Apocalypse War, he was, he went into a little bit hard, like almost like a Batman mode. He's like, we need to take down Dark Side now. He's like, I don't care what you got to say, Constantine. We doing this now. He's doing, that was, doing. That was that kryptonite tattoo. That was that humble pie. Right. <laughs> right. When he got that, he was just like, look, um, yeah. is this pain? Is this pain? <laughs> <laughs> So Maybe like watching him grow. Oh, sorry, Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, just watching him grow, it was like it was nice to see him like kind of mature a little bit. I'm gonna go out in the lark here, Randy, and say that you agree with Dante. Yep. Wow. <laughs> really um with with Damien a very close second. Um yeah. he was a lot of fun to watch. And Damien is such a pain in the ass, like watching him just get a li- like not a whole lot you know he doesn't wind up like you know Tim Drake by the end of this thing mm-hmm. but the fact that it was him that was able to redeem his, his uh, Bruce like that that said something about where how far he had come yeah um, so I, 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 I obviously I'm going to say Clark because I, I, I loved the way he was portrayed throughout the whole thing especially in, uh, in Death and in Rain um, and him, his, you know, him's his able to to to, to throw off Trigon. But overall, I I would I would say him with Damien a close second. And if we if we if Damien gets it, I'm okay with it. Because yeah. mm-hmm. he was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, because you know what? Watch. You remember these movies? There's not a lot of characters they focused on. It's like either the Bat Family or Justice League. It wasn't a whole bunch of characters that you could like. They kind of spread out like they did with the like the before movies. Like you had different characters. They just kind of spread out. It was just like main core Justice League or Bat Family. That was it. That's true. Very true. So we so we, this is a divided house. We've got two for Superman and two for Damien. Yeah. Or Robin. Excuse me. Say say <laughs> put, it, put it out there. Robin. D Robin. At this point. Put some respect on my name. Put some respect on it. Ain't no feathers up here. <laughs> well, I hope, I hope, ladies and gentlemen, that you have enjoyed our rundown of the DC Comics Animated Universe, our our awards ceremony for these for these films. At the end of the day, they were all fun films, and um, uh, it was a joy to watch to watch it it all like take place in front of our eyes. 
All right. Um, this show, if you enjoying what you like, please email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. Give us your thoughts, your feedbacks. If you check out the show available as a podcast, every place that podcast be, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Check it out and check us out streaming coming to you live on YouTube and on our Facebook uh, group, Triple Nation. YouTube, where we are got it on and popping Friday nights. We got the Infinity Equation. Friday Night Delight. Right. The Friday Night Delight Ooh. with Dante uh, Dark J- Joker Zen Tribble. And then you can tune in every Sunday at 2 p.m. for Gutter Talk as we get comic book chats in myself with uh, JD of the Cult Pop Go podcast and our gutter talkers we have a whole lot of fun all right we got to get out of here ladies and gentlemen we enjoy the show we love coming to you on radio on philly cam wppm 106.5 fm we can't wait to return to the studio there um and when we do we promise to do bigger and better things um we hope that each and every one of you are staying safe and well, much love to the first responders and all the essential workers and everybody out there in these sl- slowly awakening cities. Please be safe. Please practice social distancing. Please just just do well for you, your family, and for others. All right? For all the triples in here and all the triples out there, this is the Bat Triple. In parting, we say... Planet Juice! They do planet juice at him. That's wrong. It's disrespectful. I don't care. I'm still mad. He was just sauteed, that's all. No, man, no, no. There's a saute, there's a fricassee, and then there's being eviscerated by your own planet's core, bro. Like, is that what you go to hibachi for?